What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We are back. The weather is nice. Birds are chirping. Hopefully, we have rounded into spring, but we'll find out. It is the Midwest. You never know. It might snow tomorrow after 65 today. But Tim and I get things rolling. We chop things up, talk a little business and life updates. I have some funny stories. Watched a new F1 series on Netflix. Big fan of that. And then talk about some new services I'm offering with my coaching business. Talk breathing for performance specifically, as well as a CrossFit prehab uh, program that I am currently writing. Then we get into some tips. So I continue the trend, nasal breathing. I've had a lot of people ask me about it. I've been posting about it, especially for performance, but we can use it in and out of the gym. So I go through uh, some little more science behind that, why that is such an important thing to be conscious of. And then book talk. I bring up my uh, devotional from from today, get a little bit into the Bible, but more so about creating a good foundation, and we dive more into that. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, great episode for you guys today. Um, I give a quick little update on a new service I'm offering uh, with my business in addition to the resumes, cover letters, and, and LinkedIn profiles. So excited to talk about that. And um, just gets into a conversation there about uh, making sure you're listening to your customers and um, what everybody else is saying and kind of making sure that you're providing solutions that um, are external to your, to your own company. So I thought that was a good discussion. And then uh, for career tips, I give um, you the, the ideal steps to write an effective thank you note uh, for an interview or meeting you had um, to make it so that you're memorable in the person's eyes, so I, I give you a, a kind of step-by-step process for that. Um, and then in the show, talking about uh, You Incorporated, the book by Harry Beckwith, and um, talking about a simple a simple strategy you can use to connect with people instantly um, when you meet them for the first time. So I thought that, that ended a, um, a good, a good uh, conversation for the episode. So um, I know you guys are going to love this. Uh, without further ado, episode 182. <laughs> Everything's great, Tim. <laughs> Not just good. Everything's great. How are you today, Tim? I am very well. Good. Good, good. We are, uh, we've reached the point in time where the sun is out consistently. We're in the 50s and 60s. Oh, yes. Weather is nice. <clears throat> Here in Indiana. Well, let's see Feels if it stays good. like this. Well, hopefully. It could be 60 and then snow the next day. True, but like this is the first time all year we've had like three consecutive days. Of this. Yeah, that's reasonable. So, and you're golfing all week. I am. Like every day this week. Yeah. Good for so, you. So, uh, time management skills are uh, in hyperdrive right now because <laughs> when I when I spend four hours on a golf course, that means I gotta maximize the other twenty hours of the day. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, and sleep. Yeah. True. Yeah. Twenty fifth hour. Yeah. Yeah. You working on anything specific in your golf game right now? Like, are you like practicing on anything, trying to improve on anything? Um, other I would than say, uh, yeah, I would say short game right now, like chipping and putting around the green. Hmm. Been doing that. Like, there will be times where I'll go out to the golf course and I'll just only work on that. Like, I won't play or or, yeah. or hit full swings, but yeah, whatever I can do to get outside, man, and just go to different places. I think I think that's the, the biggest thing for me, and uh, I always like visiting the different clubs throughout indianapolis and mm-hmm. meeting people there you meet you just meet interesting people at a golf course that's a, that's what i've always found um, what's so. the best one around here best one hmm. 
say Prairie View up in Carmel. It's a okay. nice golf course. Okay. Say the Fort Golf Resort. What's nice your one. favorite? My favorite? I would say the Trophy Club trophy up in Club. Lebanon. It's not even an Indy. It's mm. like the northwest northwest of Indianapolis. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like a remote spot, but uh, it's like on a not much going on around there. So this yeah. bird was trying to come inside our window. <laughs> yeah. Um, wants to be a guest Okay, well, people just got, like, the three best golf courses. Yeah. But honestly, the thing about India is there's, like, there's 20 to 30 around here that are That's just... That's a lot. Yeah. That's a you lot can, of golf can, courses. You can cycle through. Yeah. yeah. You definitely don't get bored. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I play my best golf at Top Golf. Mm. Like, I have fun on the course. I'm just... I'm terrible. Yeah. Some people's bodies aren't meant to do certain things. I don't think I was meant to golf. I don't know, man. There's, st- there's still hope for you. There's, a <laughs> there's lot of, still hope for you. There's a lot of people Sick. who pick... I mean, it's one of those sports you can pick it up at, at any point in time. Like, I yeah. know people that will start playing it in their 50s. I know some people that played it in their 20s, and then they took they took off like 10, 20 years and started again. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Like, I would like it. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah. That's not my priority. Yeah, right you got to find your thing. Like, yeah. But I would like to get better, especially at my drive. My drive sucks. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, I don't know. I think you and I just need to go. We've talked about it. We need to go mm-hmm. and just have you learn me some things and then see if we can increase some yardage yeah. with some new breathing techniques. We yeah. haven't done it. That'd be, that'd be a great video. Case study. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yep. I think we could get you some distance, like within an hour. Okay. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty confident. Okay. Yeah, because um, it's things you would pick up quick. Like you're an athlete, you understand like your body and stuff. Like you understand how to make it move. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, within an hour. Okay. Much less than an I'm hour, but I'm that. just gonna say within an hour. I think we could get five to ten yards. Yeah. Okay. What are the, some of the things that you're working on right now? In uh, whether it's in CrossFit or anything hmm. about anything from a physical standpoint, you're working on. I'd say uh, nutritionally, I'm going more towards Whole Thirty. Okay. Right now, um, so just to see what happens, like get rid of like my grains and stuff because I eat a lot of rice, mm-hmm. but I think some things are messing with me and I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But so I'm slowly cutting out like rice. Um, I don't really drink, uh, but like I've had had a couple drinks visiting my folks, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. when I when I have a cocktail. But yeah, I'm cutting that out. That's pretty easy. Uh, I do have some things where there's extra sugar or added sugar, mm-hmm. um, so I do have to be mindful of that. Uh, so I, I got to decide if like protein powder, if that's gonna count, like. Mm-hmm. It would, I think. It's there's an added sugar to it. Yeah. But I might let certain things like I might try a different one and see if I can get one with zero sugar just okay. for like thirty days and see what happens. But yeah, that's what I'm doing food wise. Um still eating a ton, I'm about three thousand calories uh on on my good days. Um Yeah, so And you you think is your is there like a like a goal out of this, like switch more whole to like you trying. Is it four? Um, yeah, I, I've been having form? like po- like post nasal drip for a few years. Like mm-hmm. I can always suck up mucus out of my throat and like spit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty annoying. I've had it for a few years, and now my concern is 
that that is a type of chronic inflammation, mm-hmm. which you do not want in your body. Just chronic inflammation. Um, not that I'm overly concerned right now. Like it doesn't keep you up. Doesn't keep me up at night. But it's one of those things. It shouldn't be happening. So I need to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And I might do some blood labs soon, just to do them anyway. See if anything else is off. Like any. Uh, vitamin or mineral deficiencies um, but workout wise I'm working on my squat snatch mm-hmm. uh, that is just that is the weakest lift I have is my snatch and squat snatch so if you're not familiar with Olympic lifting um, full squat snatch uh, Olympic lifters will just call it the snatch uh, we will do things from the hang at our gym so we mm-hmm. we will identify like if we're doing hang power or squat in that particular movement but you take it from the ground. It's one fluid movement. You come up with it. It's almost like a deadlift into you launch the barbell off your hips. You get it up overhead and you drop under it and you catch it overhead in a deep squat and then stand up with it. So it's it's like imagine an overhead squat, but you're starting from the ground, throwing it up over your head, catching it in your deep squat and then standing up. Uh, very technical movement. Um, a lot of moving parts. <coughs> But yeah, that's the weakest thing uh, in my uh, routine, I guess, if you will, uh, in terms of movements and exercises, that and muscle-ups. I can do muscle-ups, but not like strung together, not when I'm fatigued. So those are my two, my top two things that I'm working on now. Um, But other than that, we'll have Murph prep coming up. Murph is in May, so we'll start getting ready for that soon. Nice. Yeah, two months. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I I like to practice things, not all the time. Like squat snatch, I don't like practicing, but I need to because we do it. And it's it's just a very athletic move. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do all the things. Um, So, yeah, I'll hit hit it hard three or four days a week and then have two-ish casual days. I'll do some bodybuilding movements. I'll do no lifting, all mobility some days. So, yeah. I love my days off too. Good. Yeah. But yeah. Try to see what else is going on. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, F1 is uh, back on Netflix. I'm already done with the the new episodes. Nice. But it's from last season and like I watched the whole season. So I kind of knew what went on. But, you know, they have the dramatic parts. There's people trying to screw other people over and anything to get a point. But that's, they're there to win. Mm-hmm. So, but it's fun. I, I really think that show put F one on the map for a lot of people. It definitely made me enjoy it more. But I do enjoy like racing, going fast. It could be boat racing. It like yeah, I just like that. Besides Lewis Hamilton, who are like the personalities in the, in the face of the sport that people talk about? Well, Max Verstappen. Okay. Uh, he he won the world championship last year. Okay, he's who I root for. Yeah, not that I dislike Lewis. Um, I dislike some things he does sometimes. Of course, that's across the grid. Mm-hmm. But I'm just a Verstappen fan. My family's also part Dutch. Okay. Um, so I I root for the Dutchman. Yeah. Um, he's he's a phenomenal driver. He, he's unbelievable. He's very aggressive, which a lot of drivers don't like. Is He is extremely aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like He will get in there and try to make a move if he think he has one. Okay. But Lewis Hamilton is also aggressive. Mm-hmm. We'll call Verstappen unsafe. But it's like, look, man, you're all going hundreds of miles an hour on tight corners. It's not safe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
It's an yeah. aggressive sport. Yeah, you yeah. want you're not trying to hurt people. It's what but, you sign up for. But like, you know, you drive aggressively. You all drive aggressively, or you don't advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to watch, man. It's fun to see team dynamics. There's some characters like Danny Ricardo. He's an Australian. He's really funny guy. Uh, Pierre Gasly. Um, that's part of Red Bull, but that's Alpha Tori. Mm. So he's uh, he's a great driver. Drove for Red Bull for a while. They let him go. They dropped him down uh, to Alpha Tori, and yeah, great driver. Um, so there's a lot of people. It's going to be fun to watch. Okay, good. But that's back. I finished Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have not. No. It's a family that commits like a bunch of heists. Okay. But what was funny is, I think I wrote the list in my phone. You know, you have like the TV ratings, mm-hmm. and this had like the TV like 13 or whatever, but it has the rating, so I'm like, okay, 13, kind of odd. I would think this is a mature audience, mm-hmm. the Robin like places. Then it has the list of why it's rated that, and so <clears throat> it was 13 plus, said the contents that followed... <laughs> Alcohol use, foul language, nudity, sexual content, smoking, substance abuse, and violence. So if you're 13 years old and up, you are good to go on all those things. <laughs> it wasn't TVMA. It was 13 plus. But you and said I, it's a family that's committing the heist. So it's a family show. Oh, right? you're right. It's a family. Yeah, watch it with the kids. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I was like 13 and up, and I don't know what they left out. Yeah. Like the only thing that gets worse is like Peaky Blinders. That's hilarious. So, yeah, that's funny. I mean, but what are what are thirteen year olds like not already seeing seeing on social media? That's probably what. Like, that's true. Also twisted. Probably like way worse on there. Anyway. Also twisted. Like at thirteen, they have the whole world at their fingertips. Yeah, it's like I think a lot like of things ra- that thirteen year olds should like see. Ratings are out the window at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, that's a good point. There are so many things that thirteen year olds shouldn't see when they're thirteen. Right. Like I didn't know at thirteen what. Today, kids know at 13. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw this post. It was great. It was, uh, it said humans weren't meant to know everything happening in the world at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, yeah, it makes sense. We shouldn't know everything that's always going on all the time, 24 7, 365. And who who are the people that determine the ratings of the shows it's like a board a collection of people that just make these decisions i don't know I, I would think it just goes on views yeah like if you have high views then it's a certain rating or something i don't know yeah like a group of like five people like oh like 13 year olds can't see this is it yeah opinion. i don't know yeah so <laughs> but i thought it was funny yeah that's what that is. but anyway what's up what else is going on in the life of tim yeah, I just had like one quick business update, like because w- I have obviously offer resume, cover letter, and LinkedIn services. But uh, w- one thing that a lot of people have been approaching me about lately is professional portfolios, like kind of a collection or a merging of different documents to kind of present uh, all there is to, about someone. So I've actually been offering that service recently, and going to kind of add it to my portfolio of services. It'll probably be a small percentage of what what I offer. Like I say, one out one out of every hundred people will. Okay. About that, but maybe something I can I can market more on my website and um, just like obviously like, it's like it, what it, are you gonna like be making or creating? Yeah, like so obviously I, I I do resumes for people, but mm-hmm. that's just such a small 
part of the picture for someone. Like obviously people use resumes to apply for jobs, but I mean, if people, I mean, a portfolio is a collection of documents. So like awards, like performance reviews, like data sheets, um, like pro like one pagers, like different like documents that people have created over their career mm -hmm. assembled into like one, like long PDF of like okay. things. Cause, so like, will you kind of like <clears throat> tie it all together in one yeah. piece? Okay. Yeah. It's like a new written work. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But it's really, it doesn't really require too much like extra content creation. It's more of like an assembling of documents together. Okay. Like for example, maybe you gave like a, like a presentation for, for work or something. And it's like a 10 slide presentation that, that those 10 slides would be something that you could kind of merge into a PDF just to just show. And obviously you got to like organize it, provide context on what things are and like present it in a way that when you deliver your professional portfolio to someone else, like yeah. they can get a, a good snapshot of you and, and read through it pretty easily. So hmm. like, that's the goal with that. Um, and yeah, something I obviously never would have thought about offering until people asked me about it. Um, cause I have yeah. people that are going for like, for like awards that require portfolios or different stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. That's pretty and, cool. and it puts things into perspective. Like there's, there's more to someone than, than just a resume. Cause like obviously the resume, it showcases your accomplishments at a high level and shows what you've done. But if you really want to go into detail and show proof behind those bullet points you're typing out in a resume, like professional portfolio is a good way to, hmm. to kind of showcase that so is that a pretty common thing i i obviously i never thought about it but i know you said more, like one every hundred people yeah. ask you yeah i didn't even know that like would be a thing no and it's it's something that like like i, I can understand if you're going for marketing and someone's like hey send me a, a press release you did or yeah. brochure you've made so well, it's, it's just something that you can like like another piece of ammo that you can use. Like if you have an interview and then you want to send that after the fact, or like maybe eventually you're going to like start a consulting firm or start mm -hmm. a business and you want to, and you're trying to get investors to come on board. Like a professional portfolio is a, a, a an even more robust thing. Cause the, the resume is in the portfolio. So like okay. obviously you can just send a resume, but right. I think the portfolio, I mean, it, it paints like a bigger picture of like, examples of your work and what people can expect from you and yeah um, you can attach that side by side with the resume yeah because yeah. obviously i'm not saying people do this but i mean you can you can say you can put anything on a, a resume on a resume you can make claims about stuff but um i think portfolio just gives people extra proof about you so yeah kind of how i look at it but and would seems like it would help because is it still resumes I, we might have talked about this still one page is that a standard resume? You don't want to go past yeah, one page. Yeah, it depends on how much how much experience you have. Like, if you're like a C level executive that has bring that like, a little closer, just a little bit. Yeah. If you're like a C level executive that has like fifteen to twenty years of experience at least under your belt, like that'll be a two page resume. But okay. When I when I work with like like recent college graduates or college graduates or people that have like five to ten years tops, I mean, there's things you can do to to uh, make the resume one page. Yeah. And there's things like there's experiences that you can choose to expand upon. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's experiences where you can just list on there to show that you did it. Depending on like what you're going for in the future, there's different things to orient the information. So. And like that portfolio can help <clears throat> keep that at one page too. If it's like mm -hmm. there's something they really want to talk about or have yeah. on there, you can say, hey, we'll put that on in the portfolio. Mm -hmm. But for the resume, that's what they're for sure going to look at. Mm -hmm. 
put the hard hitters on the resume. Right. And if they skip the portfolio, then it's not like they miss the most important things. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to look at one after you finish one. Yeah, for sure. Because I've just I've not seen something like that. Yeah. It's a new process for me too, making yeah. them, but yeah. Now with stuff like that, are you going to like create a template or a few templates that people can buy off the website? Yeah, like I like I'm thinking of creating like a template that like cover page templates for it as well as like table of contents and then obviously like it's tough to just like f- like follow a template for a professional portfolio because you're you're merging different document types into one like uh, you're merging point, like yeah. excel sheets you're merging so you, it's kind of like you have to it's like a bunch of puzzle pieces on the floor and you just mm-hmm. gotta like kind of put it together okay so huh. there's like different parts of a portfolio that you can make a template for but yeah yeah so it's interesting what people will ask for and what services you have to add and, yeah, and create you, to add to the business. Yeah, and you got to be adaptable, right? Like Mike Reynolds talked about on our show, like you have to listen to what your clients want. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Nick Carter said you can't be, you can't just innovate things internally, just to innovate them. Like you have to like listen to what people outside of your business are asking you for. So right, yeah. It's kind of what I'm, yeah. Because like I understand like at some point like, I don't know how long resumes are going to be around for or, or like how effective they'll be forever, but like you just have to be adaptable and you have to have like a, you have to have like different routes to go mm-hmm. if things become out of style. I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I mean, who, who knows like what the future holds for, for all that. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, you do a type of, of coaching mm-hmm. and when a few years ago I did a weekend uh, up in Chicago, Andy Galpin was hosted by a friend, Dr. Bob. And um, he made a good point. He goes, yeah, they're going to automate a lot of different things. Like they're automating stuff like you can do in a work environment, things like that. He, but his point was coaching, like that high touch um, sort of role, you can't make robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, you can make a calculator for your macronutrients, but you can't really make a coach robot mm-hmm. of nutrition and training and, and watching a movement and saying, this is where, you know, you're doing this and that. Like, sure, you can use computers and, and video, but there's, I think, always going to be a place for that high-touch coaching role. Right. Where it's, you know... <clears throat> You use software to help with your resume writing, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you have human experience and know how to tailor to each person. Right. <clears throat> Where you you, know, you can't just teach AI to do that. Yeah. They don't know human human condition. Right. Um. So I think I think that's going to be around for a really long time. Yeah. And the coaching thing's important too because you you have the world that's constantly changing. But you have to give people the tools to embrace for that change. So that yeah. goes back to you as a coach studying what's going on so that you, you know what's going on so that you can educate people on what's going on and then give them the tools, um, the skills, the documents, like anything they need to, to brace for that change. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And it's funny you bring up uh, adding a new service. I had a guy approach me about like training for breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of nasal breathing training for myself and it's been kind of a hot topic lately people asking me about it I've been posting about it um, 
And so I'm having a consultation with that. I think we're going to look at his knee too for some rehab, but he's very interested in, in how to breathe, how to train with that, how to breathe while he's training. And uh, so now I'm, I'm going to work on a breathing for performance uh, program that I think I'm eventually going to run a field study in the next few months. Okay. I'm going to get a few people involved to help me run it. Um, a good friend of mine, she has a friend who has studied with uh, Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. So I want him in on this. He can bring some things that will go way above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably have a couple other coaches that I have in mind to help find me athletes. I'm thinking 20 to 30 people, and I'm going to run a 30... 30 to 45 day thing where they're doing something every day. Mm-hmm. So they have to be people like you have access to a gym every day. You will like be able to do the things mm-hmm. um, and do the same workout start of you know day one and day 30 or 45, whatever it is, first and last day, do a test and retest the same exact workout mm-hmm. and see what happens to times and, and how people feel with their body's overall stress. Yeah. And it's, it's a quick turnaround, but I don't want some two, three-month thing. It, I, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that can be done in a shorter amount of time. But I think that would also help my street cred. Mm-hmm. If I come oh, out yeah. and publish something like that of, hey, these are the people that worked with me on this. These were our findings. This was the protocol. And I won't give away like every single day. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be something I would also add to my website and sell that too. Yeah. Um, not that everyone will adapt to that the same, but I can make a general thing. Right. So yeah, working on that, but, uh, finishing the CrossFit prehab, uh, program for April. Well, it's going to be for March. The website sent me back a few weeks. Okay. So, but it's good. Close. It's close. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a lot of active range of motion. Um, not just static stretching. I'll throw some yoga movements in there and things. We'll do tests and retests in terms of mobility in certain zones and areas of the body. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking eight classes, 30-minute classes Good. twice a week, running at the gym. and So, yeah, should be ready to go by April. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to finish a few more exercises and uh, just try it out myself okay. to, so I can time it out well. But, yeah, it's... Um, Is it going to be one of those things where, like, you will open it for, like, a certain amount of people and try it out? Yeah, I'll. Uh, or do you think it, like you're just gonna launch it? No, I'll I'll like do it at the gym with okay. our members and yeah, have the them members. pay like a certain amount. Yeah, um, and they do like barbell can... clubs and stuff like yeah. that. So Kyle and Monica have told me like, hey, if you want to do anything like that, okay, uh, let us know. We'll help you run it. And um, I'd imagine maybe ten to fifteen people would yeah. sign up for it. That'd be the hope, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would charge, but. Uh, that's close. I know people want something like that, though. Okay. Where I can throw some rehab, some prehab, some uh, yoga movements in there. Not that I'm a yoga instructor, but mm-hmm. simple stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Up in Good. services. Good. I yeah. love it. Content, man. It's always just got to create more stuff. It feels yeah. like. But that is super useful. Right. Um. All right, what kind of kind of tips? Any tips? Just the tip, Tim. Yeah, uh, just for just today. the business interview tip. Yeah, for today, uh, I'm going to talk about like inter- interview tip. 
um, and the importance of like thank you cards and like thank you emails after interviews. And I know this is kind of like a, I mean, we've, we've, this is not a novel concept. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've heard, we've heard this multiple times and it's something that people use, but I think doing it the right way is key. Um, so obviously like after any interview you have, like you want to separate yourself by at least sending a message. And th- this takes like less than five minutes to do, um, but could have like a huge impact, like in the long run of you doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to run you through like the things to say in a thank you card. Cause like um, whether you ha- handwrite it or email it, like, you want to be memorable in the person's eyes that you um, that you spoke with. So the first thing you want to do is th- obviously thank the interviewer for their time. I mean, they're they're busy people, so they gave up time to talk to you about their company. So thank you for their time. And then um, the next thing is cite like a specific highlight from the conversation, whether it's um, something you enjoyed about their office, uh, something you enjoyed about the conversation, like a specific topic you talked about, um, whether it's something that they shared that the company's doing, like anything that was specific about your conversation with them that most likely no one else had a conversation with them about, um, cite that. Um, and the next thing is explain why you're a good fit for the role. Don't like oversight yourself in a thank you card, but like mention like one sentence, like, hey, I think this skill is gonna serve me well in this role because, and like just give like a quick sentence. So um, cite a specific highlight from the conversation, explain why you're a good fit. And then lastly, explain why you're excited for the, opportunity to potentially work for the company. So um, explain like not only why you'd be a good fit for their company culture in the previous sentence, but um, explain like a specific thing about maybe their, their current work culture or a project they're working on or the employees or like cite something about the company that you're excited for um, and, and, and why you want to do that. So um, just to recap, like thank you for their time, um, cite a specific highlight from the conversation or topic and then briefly explain why you're a good fit for the role and then explain why you're excited to potentially work for the company. And I think that's a simple, like less than five minute process that do you do that over and over? Like um, they'll at least like, even if you don't get the job, they're at least going to keep you in mind for, for future jobs mm-hmm. by, by staying relevant and staying memorable in their mind. So yeah, thank you cards. Well, we've, I mean, we've done our fair share of <clears throat> thank you cards and mm-hmm. things like that. It's uh yeah, people still like that. It's handwritten. It's not mm-hmm. typed. Like, it took time and effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like citing a, a highlight from the conversation because then they know, like, you you were listening. You retained it. Like, mm-hmm. you were really present um, and just kind of reaffirms, like, oh, they they were in that conversation. They were, mm-hmm. they were all about it. So um, I like that. Yeah, and so you're saying to tell people, hey – Hire me on the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sell yeah. yourself extra. <laughs> and, it's, and it sends the subliminal message to them that, like, you want to work for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't, on your end, like, you didn't want, you didn't go to the interview and, like, not want to work for them afterward. Like, right. by taking the time to send that, like, you're showing them that you're still interested, even after learning more about the company. Yeah. Yeah, and if that interview went well, like, you're you're at the top of the list. Yeah. Like, those things matter. Yeah. And that's another that's another small like complimentary service I provide to my resume writing clients is I give them a thank you letter template not like every oh, nice. time but like if they ask for it like yeah um, I'll I'll give that to them nice part of it, I won't charge any extra for that you put that up for free on your website yeah templates yeah have a few free things few paid things yeah 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 
Just to making templates over here. How many uh, how many Canva artwork pieces have you did you pass? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. What was what was the they gave you an award? Yeah, I think it was Canva. like five hundred plus. Five hundred plus. It's been way more than that. Yeah. I know for a fact it's been more. The amount of times I've opened Canva and used it and created mm-hmm. a template, like I've helped over seven hundred fifty people in the last two years. So, yeah. I mean, I got on for each time of those. Plus, like all the things I make for our show, yeah. and yeah. Unless they're not counting like reusing templates. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I forget what they gave me. Maybe it was a hundred. And I was like, "That's it." <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm right like I, I reuse some <laughs> quite like a bit, more. so maybe those don't get counted. Which yeah. is like, I don't know. We're still using your stuff. Canva is like count it. Literally my best friend. And one. Yeah. Damn. You're gonna disappoint a lot of people that listen to the show. Today. <laughs> <laughs> there um, was one time it wasn't working. Like the website was down. Canva. Uh, yeah, and I just felt like so betrayed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? We've been friends you, for so long. Who are you stepping out on me with? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I need to create this invoice so I can bill this client. <laughs> Let me access yeah. the site. <laughs> is there a, is there another website like Canva? Uh, yeah, Adobe, Adobe has a program called Adobe Spark. It's like the same okay. thing, but it's like under their their umbrella hmm. products. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's several. I've thought about trying to learn Adobe, but that stuff's intense. Dude, like the, that's in depth work. Yeah. The the reason why I think canva is always going to be king though is like well yeah well whatever your opinion is because they have a template for everything like yeah it's not like it i'd say not only is the inner interface easy to use like if you just if you had to know how to work on basic computer like you can navigate canva but they have like something for everything mm-hmm. like they have like infographic templates invoice templates um yeah just about everything yeah <clears throat> anything you want to create they have it made for you on that. and they're good looking templates too yeah and like they're easy to, I mean, if you like, I like the general idea of a template. You can use the template, and then you can take things out from it, add it in. Like yeah, that's nice. Own. Yeah, you can make yourself look like Change a the colors. straight up graphic designer with yeah. some of the yeah for real things on there. Yeah, it's great. I was going to kind of talked on it earlier, but uh, for tips, just run through why nasal breathing is so important, mm-hmm. um, and why I think people should train with it. You know, you will hit a certain point of, of exertion where you have to breathe out of your mouth too. Mm-hmm. But so when we breathe out of our mouth, we release carbon dioxide. Uh, I think we all remember from science class in middle school, like breathing out carbon dioxide. Oh, it's good for the trees. <laughs> um, I think that's what it was. But for our bodies to actually utilize oxygen and... Um, have it go to certain areas, muscle tissues, things like that. Oxygen has to be released from hemoglobin. So carbon dioxide is responsible for that release. Then that oxygen can go to muscles, wherever it needs to go throughout the body. Like on an average at rest, we're like 95 to 99% capacity filled with oxygen, but it's not like it's being utilized in those ways. So when we breathe through our nose, we have, um, we're actually getting more CO2, we can retain more, mm-hmm. and that allows oxygen to be released mm-hmm. and used. So when we exhale so much out of our mouths, we're losing a lot of CO2, and now we're not 
utilizing as much oxygen as we possibly can. So okay. in the sense of training, you know, I will take people through progressions. And so like for me now, I try to, my mark is five to six minutes on something like an assault bike at 10 calories per minute or better, all nasal breathing. Um, and I've just, I've worked up to that, but now my body can handle a lot more stress. I have a lot more oxygen and I can go harder for longer in whatever scenario my body can just handle more mm -hmm. because it knows how to utilize true oxygen. Mm -hmm. So like if you get the post-workout headache, you're probably just huffing and puffing out of your mouth. You're, you're losing oxygen. Right. And now your head hurts, you get lightheaded, you're dizzy. That's part of why that happens. Mm -hmm. Hydration as well. Um, but when, you know, it can be out of the gym too. If your body is able to just handle more stress, you're in some high stress environment, you know, you just close your mouth, you breathe, breathe through your nose, slow your heart rate down, and you can handle more stress. So you can use it a multitude of ways, but I am specifically working with it in terms of training and my stamina and what I can take and how I can finish certain workouts and not feel like I had to redline it, it's exponentially different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's massive progress. Good. And I'd say in the last six months. So, you know, if you're not eating or talking, you know, just practice like breathing through your nose. If you're working for a couple hours, you know, shut your mouth. Yeah, I was going to ask if there's a good time of the day to do it. Is there a better time of the day or like... Anytime you're not breathing or talking. Okay. Yeah. So what it, like bef like right before and right after a workout is the, is the good to do it before or after? I'd say if you're really gonna try to work on it, um, you should do it when you're at the most rep like. Yeah, probably before state. if you want to try it then, because a lot of times people do get the sensation that they don't have enough air. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is you know it's gonna happen. You're not used to not breathing with your mouth, mm -hmm. and not that. Again, not that you are only going to breathe through your nose forever. You know, there's a certain point, like you just have to breathe with your mouth too. Mm -hmm. But then I try to, in certain movements, all right, where can I get a longer inhale and a quicker exhale where I don't release as much? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't breathe out as much, but I get a good inhale, quick exhale on when I need the power of that movement, call it a kettlebell swing. If I launch it off my hips, I exhale then off the launch. And then as it's coming back down all the way through, I'm inhale, 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 quick exhale as I launch. So I keep inhaling more than I exhale. And I, okay. my body is, is using that CO2 to help release more oxygen. And now my body can keep on going mm -hmm. uh, with less fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I can keep hitting it hard. And my endurance is just, it's there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I've been using it. I have some people interested in wanting to work with me uh, with that. So hence the kind of the plan I'm making. Mm -hmm. But it's, man, whatever the sport, it's crazy the amount of progress you can make. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, the more you're breathing through your nose, the, the more stress you can handle, the calmer you are. And what is sports? Sports is staying calm. Yeah. As calm as you can all the time. Yeah. Tense lower body, loose upper body, every single sport. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Appreciate yeah. you explaining that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I can nerd out on some on some breathing. It's so fun for me. Yeah. Like it's even in golf. Like it could help in golf. So just think about, you know, playing golf. Play a few holes. Mm -hmm. Just nasal breathing. Let me ask you this. Yeah. With meditation, 
Is there a certain way that people should breathe during meditation? Depends on the type of meditation. Mm. There's a lot of different types okay, of well, breathing and meditation. In, someone who's trying to get into just general meditation, who has never started before but wants to do it. Yeah, I would. I would say, do like so a simple type of box breathing, like three second inhale, one second hold, three second exhale. It just slows down your breathing. A very simple way to just slow things down. And should you be focused on breathing when you're meditating? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, because that when you're focused on things like that, then you also like this is bad for me, but all the thoughts of life creeping in when you're focused on how you're breathing you're actually counting mm-hmm. and, and you know you're thinking okay block out the noise i'm breathing yeah. here i'm i'm here then you get less of the noise right but yeah you should 100 percent think about the way you breathe i mean every day we eat sleep drink breathe and move so we should think very consciously how we mm-hmm. do all of those things um and yeah, it's a lot to think about. Like, oh, I have to think about how I walk, how I exercise, like all the ways I move. Yeah, but that's how we reduce chronic pains. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, I've learned to live with it. No, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, figure out why your hip hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, breathing for stability, uh, breathing for meditation. Yeah, so there's there's like fire breathing too. There's different ways uh, to increase stress levels, like quick breathing Mm. um you know and you can really ramp yourself up so yeah it depends on the meditation depends on the environment uh you can use you know if you're in traffic and you're pissed off about it (laughs) that would uh, be the perfect time you can calm yourself down with that yeah if uh if you're trying to train that day and you're just a little you feel overworked you're a little tired you can you know breathe a certain way where it's like a Mm pre-workout where it juices you up because you increase stress in the body Mm -hmm. um just by a different way of breathing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you can. We can do so many things, but yeah. Bet. Betlin. Betlin. Book talk. Gonna get down. Yeah. And book talk. Nerdy with it. Me or you first. Um, dude, I feel like I just talked a lot. You go. Okay. Yeah. You, you go. You take a breathing break. Okay. <laughs> Is this? Yeah. Correct. Tim. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, You Incorporated today by Harry Beckwith, one of my favorites. Um, and I'm going to – I saw something in the in my notes from it. This is a direct quote from the book uh, that really stuck out to me and, uh, and think something that I can continue to get better at as I meet new people um, and try to secure more clients and try to build rapport with people who I've never met before in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And they're trusting me to do a huge project for them. Uh, where it said, uh, others will regard you in direct proportion to how you appear to regard them. So it's pretty much saying like treat others how you want to be treated. And it's kind of like a tit for tat thing. Like if you treat people nicely, they're going to treat you nicely back. Right. So when you talk with people for the first time, you should radiate as much positive energy as you can, not only in the way you talk to them, but the way you listen to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be excited and, and not only should you be excited and radiate that positive energy, but have like really good attention to detail to them talking to you. Like, pick up on things they talk about, ask specific, like if they mention a specific detail, hammer more at that detail and ask more about that detail and continue, cause like, 
the more specific, unique questions you ask to someone, the more it sends the message to them that you're listening, that you care. And when you radiate that positive energy as well, like whether they see whether they see your facial expressions or you're talking with someone over the phone and they hear your your pitch changes in your voice, like it's gonna naturally reflect in them. So yeah. That's why, like, I think that's a huge asset for me in my resume writing business is how much of positive energy I bring to the call and how excited I am to talk about what I do because mm-hmm. um, people comment on that as to, to why they chose me over other people. So um, I think that's a big thing that you can do to um, really gain, like, goodwill from people. Um, and it's and I will say this, like, it's not, it's not going to work on everybody. Like, it, like there's going to be some people who they may not return the favor to you. Like, I'm not... This is within not only a resume writing consulting capacity, but just like new relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm going to tell you right now, spoiler alert, not everybody's going to return the favor to you when you're, when you're nice to them or yeah. when you do nice things for people. You take time. Like they may, they may not always return the favor, but. And they might not even think about it. Right, right. And it's, it's, and yeah, and that's, that's okay. Like you never want to take that personal and you want to have a reason for doing the things you do. So like have, have, yes. the, have a why behind what you're doing without expecting anything in return. And, um, if, if people are going to bring negative energy back to you, it, it's never going to be a reflection on you. It's more of something that that person's going through, like an obstacle they're hurdling in their own life. So whenever I, I hear people talk bad about me or if, if people don't like me as Who's much, Who's talking bad about you, Tim? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not oh. listening to names, okay. but, um, <laughs> I always have empathy for those people, yeah. like at, at all times. Like I hope that that they can find happiness in their own life to, to, because like I've just found like at points in my life, like um, if if things are going well, like if any if if you're successful, at what you do, like y- you don't have the time or the energy to talk bad about other people right. or like give negative energy out to people. So yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it. Like the quote floats around. Whoever initially started it somebody but no one who's doing more than you is ever going to criticize you Mm -hmm. so if people are oh that's stupid you shouldn't do that you should be doing this it's they're doing less they already lost right by opening their mouth they lost Mm -hmm. and yeah you feel for that it's like man like just get yourself unstuck like it's not that easy but do something Mm -hmm. instead of worrying about what everyone else is doing like Go get that bread, boo boo. <laughs> do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but no, you make a good point because like people feel energy, and if you're really into that conversation, mm-hmm. and maybe some don't, but a lot of people they they can tell if if you care. Mm-hmm. Like, does this person really care, or are they just kind of going through the motion and mm-hmm. hoping to get paid? Yeah. Like, you love what you do, so people hear you talk about how you do it, and it's it's fun for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, and it's exciting to hear that people hear that mm-hmm. when you talk, when it's like, Hey, I went with you because you were excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gotta be. Yeah. Um, cause that, that's exactly what's going to keep happening, mm-hmm. happening to those people that don't get as jazzed up to talk about. Right. It. They get passed on. Exactly. So like, yeah, it's, it all goes down to making the other person feel important. Mm-hmm. If you're not enthusiastic to be there, it's going to send the message subliminally that yeah. you would rather be doing something else. Yeah. And I, I like how you said to ask specific questions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, hey, what do you do? Oh, okay, that's cool. 
It's like, no, ask them how they got into it. Do yeah. they like it? What do you enjoy most about what you do? Yeah. One of my favorite questions is when I find out what someone does for work, do you like it? Mm-hmm. No one gets asked that. And so then half the time they, oh, well, then it's like, yeah. then you have a different conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, what would you rather be doing? Yeah. Oh, I've not <clears throat> thought about it. I was like, oh, I'll just that, Yeah, that, that second question you just asked, that opens up a whole new door of possibilities for a conversation. Yeah. What would you rather be doing? What's something that you would want to do in your next venture that your current one doesn't provide you right now? Like That will literally, yeah. that opens the floodgates for a, a whole new And it's just like, I asked if you like your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yes, fine. Sweet, dude. That's awesome. How'd you get into it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more than just what we call the rush questions in college mm-hmm. you're rushing kids it's like hey where are you from what's your major what? what's your hometown cool uh yeah what's <laughs> what's your hometown <laughs> like you're gonna know half the towns people fucking say there's yeah. no way um no that's dude good stuff thanks for bringing those yeah those up yeah yeah because how you appear to regard them i like that a lot yeah yeah you got some uh some biblical talk today? dude yes we're getting in the Bible. Um, so my devotional was, it was called Safe to Build On. And and I'm bringing this up because it just seemed very re- relevant mm-hmm. uh, with, with the times and what's going on in the world. And uh, Safe to Build On, it talks about having a foundation that you create for yourself. So mm-hmm. in this sense, yes, it is religious. This is God uh, being the foundation. If you're like, well, I don't believe in God, but there's you know some spirit, higher power, whatever it is for you. Um, but uh, like, people denied Jesus for years and made alliances with enemies who promised them things and uh, valuables, their their vices, right? Mm-hmm. Promised them. It's like um, what was it, Xerxes? Uh, what you know, he promised women and jewels and all this, and the Spartans still wouldn't bow down to him. Um, maybe that's I'm watching too much 300, but I think that's how it went. <laughs> that's a good example. But I mean, same thing happens in our lives. Like, uh, and not that I'm trying to say, oh, get it or don't, but we were offering free beer and donuts and uh, names and lotteries for people to get a vaccination. Mm-hmm. It's like we're promising stuff mm-hmm. and, and putting things on pedestals. Um, and again, like I get it or don't like whatever i don't care but uh they don't have a better foundation Mm -hmm. when we can be that bought easily be yeah be bought that easily it's like a a free donut got your rocks (laughs) off like that easily like you know (laughs) that's that's what we sold out for and you know um it is like you know it is what it is but the sense of making sure you are rock solid like you know we're talking about people who they're doing less than you they're criticizing like okay that's a them thing mm-hmm. something's not right in their foundation they're not enjoying their life in some capacity or what they're doing or don't know how to change it and now it's just fire away at, at other people um they lost that foundation mm-hmm. and i've been in some spots in life where faith was the last thing i turned to and it should have been the first mm-hmm. and um uh you know we look at uh, today like especially politics we're being promise certain things sold certain things and it's like no one is is talking about believing in something higher than ourselves right and you know it's 
we lose touch. We lose touch with reality and, and what really matters. And back to how we were saying, we know everything going on in the world all the time. Mm-hmm. And we just shouldn't. Mm-hmm. There's no faith in things or people anymore. Right. Um, so I just thought it was interesting. And I've, I've really been working on getting closer with my faith the last couple of years. So this just, it, it seemed appropriate. It was kind of right on cue. And like, just don't idle false bullshit that is empty mm-hmm. like have purpose yeah. and meaning um yeah. and do things for a reason right and like you you you're you're a sum of, of your own thoughts and like your your mind and what you put into it it is like it's just crazy the amount of value you have left to provide to the world and like how much how much you can grow yourself by putting thoughts and we only have like 24 hours in a day so like if, if you're focused on all this distractions going on around like yes like we need to pray pray for pray for the people who are in trouble and mm-hmm. you have to you want to pray for peace and pray, pray for whatever for sure whatever you pray about like that that's your but like at the same time like you do need to like what can i control what can i not control and on the things you can control like you put product productive thoughts in your in your mind so. yeah that's it's crazy it's one of the most underrated things that we talk about but mm-hmm. yeah just the, the what you what you feed into your mind and what what you choose to to direct your attention at yeah and there's things you can do to make it so that these distractions you don't you don't run into them on a daily basis mm-hmm. so yeah and i like i'm done watching the new i mean i i like i like the new like you gotta know what's going whatever, on but, like, but yeah it's all it's straight up trash, man. I mean, it's mainstream posi- media. Positive things started happening in my life when I stopped watching the news. It's, yeah, mainstream that's, that's media. That's me. It's that's awesome. my own story, but whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's madness. But yeah, I like how you brought up prayer. I think we can. I think we need to pray more. Mm-hmm. I can always pray more. I try to pray about even simple stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like something bothering you at work or life. Just hey, can you help me out with this a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be some extravagant like priest-like prayer. Just, mm-hmm. just talk. Yeah, but. Yeah. The Biblioteca. Yeah, thank you for Practicing sharing my that. Spanish. Biblio- Is that, <laughs> I think that's Bible. I hope so. Great. Now I got we'll to fact check that. Now I got to look real quick. Yeah, we can cut that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bible in Spanish. Biblia. Ah, okay. Yeah, that was close. Yeah. All right. Tim, anything else for our. Phenomenal listeners. Today. No, I'm good. Uh, enjoy your week, people. Have get out and enjoy the weather. Walk outside, get some vitamin D. It's the perfect week for it. Yeah, and while you're on that walk, you know, hop on that phone, give us a five star rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah, hit us up. Uh, let us know topics, people that you would like to hear on the show. Uh, always enjoy hearing from our audience. Help make our show the best that we can for everyone. Thank you so much for hanging with us. And until next time, we're out of here. Mm-hmm.